0: Welcome to Divorce Dialogs. I'm Catherine Miller. I'm the founder at the Miller Law Group and director at the Center for Understanding in Conflict. And I am on a mission to change how people divorce and help them divorce with dignity. And my guest today is James McGlynn. James has worked for 35 years as an investment manager managing mutual funds and insurance company investments. He also has a BBA in finance from the University of Texas Austin and a CFA. In uh, an RICP to add to his uh, bag of tricks. And currently, he's emphasizing Social Security optimal strategies. And that's what we're going to talk today. Welcome, James. It's a pleasure to have you on the show.
1: Gotcha thank you very much for having me.
0: So I think, you know, before we start talking about how divorce impacts Social Security, it's, it's complicated enough. Uh, Social Security is just basically. And so why don't you just kind of give us an overview of what Social Security is and when people qualify to start receiving it?
1: Okay, I'll try to give a brief outline of the Social Security program. Social Security is the FICA taxes taken out of your income from it's when you start working as a teenager to when you retire. They take your thirty five highest earning years to calculate a a benefit that you are entitled to at full retirement age. You're able to start Social Security early at 62, or you can delay it till age 70. You're entitled to benefits as a worker, and also you're entitled to benefits as a spouse of a worker, even if you as a spouse have never worked. So in a nutshell, that's the, the, uh, the overview of what a Social Security program is.
0: And so then before we get to a divorced spouse, how does the spousal benefit for Social Security work? You have a a stay-at-home mom or a homemaker of either gender, uh, because I don't think it matters, and that person doesn't work more than a few years in their life. They're still eligible if they're married to someone who is eligible for Social Security. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. As you said, uh, the gender is irrelevant. And uh, a few years ago, social security made same sex marriage also part of the process. So that could be a question for others. So gender is irrelevant. And a worker, say, uh, had worked for, as I said, 35 years and put in a lot of money into the program. And he may have been married to someone for those 35 years and that someone may not have worked a day in their life and just by being married to that person for 10 years, that that spouse will be entitled to a 50% benefit of her or his uh, retirement benefit. So, For example, if a worker has retired at age 66 and the spouse is also age 66 and the worker was entitled to $2,000 a month, the spouse, just by being married to the worker, will be entitled to $1,000, essentially 50% of the amount of the worker's benefit so as a family that 2000 plus 1000 be the $3000 benefit.
0: Right and and how is the benefit for the spouse calculated is it just always half of the benefit of the higher earning or entitled spouse?
1: Well, if the spouse has his or her own retirement benefits they can have that benefit but excluding that it's going to be 50% of the spouse's benefit if they both have retired at full retirement age, which is currently 866. But if the spouse takes the benefit at age 62, it's going to be 35%. And if you wait another year, it goes up a few percent. So it can be as low as 35% of the full retirement amount of the worker, up to a maximum of 50% at age 66, and it does not go up from that level.
0: So, James McGlenn, it sounds like it's really complicated even before you get divorced. And I know that there are some, I don't know, different theories about at what age you should elect to take your Social Security benefits. Do you have an opinion about that? Is it always better to delay as long as possible or not necessarily?
1: Well, I actually just wrote an article uh, for a blog and they wanted me to say, when should you take it at 62? So. There are some instances when you should take it at 62, usually if you have poor health or you need the money. And again, it also depends if you're single or married. If you're single and you're healthy, for the most part, you should wait till age 70 to maximize it. If you're not healthy, you should take it at age 62 if you don't think you're going to live to age 80. That's the quick and dirty for a single person. When you're married, it gets complicated. As we mentioned, the spousal benefit is a possibility And the complication for the couples is, say, let's go back to that former couple, $2,000 and $1,000 for the worker and the spouse. When one of those two people dies, the amount that's left is going to be $2,000. If the worker dies, there'll be $2,000 for the spouse. If the spouse dies, it'll be $2,000. So the lower of those two benefit goes away, therefore, it can get complicated as far as when a couple should decide to take their benefits.
0: I don't think there's anything about it that's simple. (laughs) Actually, I think it's all really complicated. And this is why I want to start out with talking about Social Security just, you know, without introducing the complication of divorce. So I have one more question about that. And in terms of a spousal benefit for a married couple, could people have been married for five minutes or do they have to have been married for a period of time before a married spouse is entitled to receive the spousal benefit?
1: If they're currently married, then they can begin, I think, after like nine months, wait if they're currently married. So it's a little different, you know, different paths. If you're, say, two people are married at age 66, they might have to wait to nine months for the spouse to get spousal benefits on the current husband, for example. You know, it's a lot different when you're talking divorce as far as entitled for spousal benefits.
0: Right. So just to be clear, there's a, a relatively short waiting period for people when they are currently married. If one yes. spouse is going to choose to take the spousal benefit instead of their own benefit, the benefit based on their own work history, right?
1: Yes. Relatively short if you're currently married.
0: Okay. And so what happens when people get divorced? Do you automatically lose the spousal benefit or is there, are there circumstances in which a spouse who is divorced, a former spouse, an ex-spouse, is still entitled to receive Social Security benefits based on the, that person's ex-husband or ex-wife benefits.
1: Okay. I think this is where there's a much uncertainty, and you know the primary reason to to talk about Social Security is to emphasize that a divorced spouse, say they're married, I like to use an example, say they're married at age 20 and they were married for 10 years. So at age 30 and they get divorced, they'll always have a possibility of getting spousal benefits on that marriage whenever. It doesn't matter how long ago, but the the key number is a marriage must last 10 years at least to be entitled to spousal benefits on that marriage.
0: All right. So you can, somebody who doesn't have much of a work history themselves, because, of course, an on-the-record work history would result in accumulating a Social Security benefit that might very well be greater than the spousal share. If that's not the case and you've been married at any point to someone who has a Social Security benefit and that marriage has lasted 10 years from basically from soup to nuts, right? You don't have to have been living together. You just have to have been married between the date of the marriage and and the date of the divorce, right? Then you're entitled to receive benefits from that former spouse, so long as what? And, you know, before you answer that question, James, let me let me remind people that you're listening to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Catherine Miller, and we're here on WBOX 1460 AM in Westchester County, alternate Wednesdays from 5 to 5.30, and we're also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm talking with James McGlynn about divorce and Social Security and what you need to know about that, because it's really, really complicated. And so... Is it true that if you're divorced from someone to whom you were married for 10 years or more, you can always collect that, that person's benefit? What if you're remarried?
1: Then you are not entitled. That's, that's, the one, that's the answer I was going to give. If you're married for 10 years, but you're, you have a current spouse, you're not entitled to spousal benefits on that marriage. However, if you divorce from that current spouse, you are entitled to benefits, spousal benefits on that prior marriage.
0: The prior marriage. And what if you have, I mean, I, I don't know how many people this applies to, but what if you have two spouses, former spouses, about from whom you were uh, divorced after a 10-year marriage? So you have one 11-year marriage and one 15-year marriage. What then? Can you collect from both?
1: No, it's, it's not quite that good, but you can collect from the higher amount. You can choose.
0: Okay. So you have an opportunity to select which of those might have had the better benefit. And does the Social yes, the Security higher. Administration automatically give you the best benefit of between your own and, in my scenario here, where you have two long-term marriages that end by divorce, do you have to tell them what you want to do or they just know?
1: Well, for one, I emphasize you have to tell them you want the benefit. They're not going to automatically give you the spouse benefit, especially as a, as a divorced person. So you must inform them in any case, and yes, you must inform them, and that's why you'll have to do a little work as a spouse that, that give them as much information on the, on the marriages, such as Social Security number and a few other items, so that they can help you decide which one of those benefits is higher.
0: And how do you do that? Do you just call like 1-800-SOCIAL-SECURITY, or how do you contact them?
1: Unfortunately, that's not the only way right now. It's 1-800-SSA-1213. There's only one number. You can imagine the wait as they don't even have people, the offices aren't even open. So it was, it was probably up to an hour before the pandemic. So sometimes you're able to call and they'll call you back. But otherwise, make sure you have a speakerphone that you're doing something else if you make a call. And again, it's probably worth the trouble to do that. You want to know that yes, I was married ten plus years. You know, go back and say if you're nine and a half years, you're out of luck. And that's why I think every divorce attorney needs to know if they're counseling someone, if they're mar- someone's married nine and a half years, to maybe wait it out for the legal ten year limit. Uh, otherwise, you might be giving up your social security benefits.
0: And so, just along those lines, is it ten years from the date of marriage to the date a divorce action was filed, or until the date the divorce decree is? Is signed.
1: I believe the official, you know, the date, officially you're now divorced.
0: Yeah. And how is it different if your former spouse dies? I mean, if, if you're married and you become widowed, is the benefit different than if you're divorced?
1: I think the answer is no. It's, you get the same benefit, the same dollar amount.
0: Do you have to have been married for 10 years mm-hmm. if your spouse dies in order to qualify?
1: No, that's, that's why I think social security has a setup that they don't want someone terminally ill marrying someone and that person getting the benefits. That's why it has to be like a minimum of, of nine months for you to be entitled to get widow's benefits or other, other benefits. So if you're currently married to someone and they, I think unless it's like a, an accident, uh, you have to be nine months married, to be entitled to get the survivor benefits.
0: So still, it, it seems like there's a, a real preference for people who are, are still married because it's a nine month window to get a widow, a widower's benefits versus 10 years to get a divorce best right. benefit. Right. That's correct. Yeah. And, but the numbers are the same. I mean, once you qualify. Yeah, the dollar amount. The,
1: once you qualify, the dollar amount is the same. And, and I, and I've had this question as well. It says, so your ex is remarried. And that $2,000 that he was earning and she was being, getting the $1,000 and the ex will be entitled or the current spouse will be entitled to $2,000 survivor benefit and you as the ex will also be entitled to $2,000 survivor benefit. And it doesn't, doesn't reduce the current married person or current widow's amount as well.
0: It's not a zero sum game. Like right? the entitlement comes from a, supposedly ever springing pool and it isn't you're not yeah. saying okay it's this many it's you know it's a hundred dollars and we're dividing it up this way it could be that the benefit paid for one worker is a hundred dollars a hundred twenty dollars or you know 150 dollars depending on mm-hmm. the, the situation with the spouses. Is. is that correct
1: that is correct I quite rightly imagine that the, the worker contributed a certain dollar amount and therefore there's only one dollar amount to go around No, there's more and i like to. uh As I researched some of this, famous Johnny Carson had four marriages. Three of them uh, ended in divorce, and coincidentally, they were named Joan, Joanne, Joanna—very strange—and then Alexis. Two of those marriages were over ten years, so two of those spouses could have received widow's benefits as long as the uh, the current spouse was receiving benefits. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Carson liked ten-year marriages for some reason. uh, and the dollar amount he has a would, ten year itch. Would, <laughs> Yeah, he had a ten-year edge. Said, okay, time to move on. At least with the Jones, so um, the dollar amount that each receives is not affected in any way. And and actually, the uh, the survivor or in the case of the spousal benefits, they don't even inform the uh, the retirement person who's earned the benefits. They don't even inform them that hey, someone's claiming on your your amount.
0: So there'll be a program from your ex-spouse hey, what do you mean you're collecting on me? I thought, you know, how dare you, blah, I thought, I blah, thought, blah. That's not going to happen because no. Social Security doesn't ring them up and say, oh, by the way, your ex-spouse is now collecting based on your benefit.
1: Right. And I know that a lot of people would don't want to, you know, have anything to do with the ex or don't want to have them informed of it or don't want to make it seem like they're taking from the ex. So this is all, you know, between you and Social Security. Uh, and they don't inform the, the ex-spouse about the matter.
0: I'm Catherine Miller. You're listening to Divorce Dialogues. We're here on WVOX 1460 AM alternate Wednesdays from 5 to 530 or perhaps you're listening on the podcast, which is available wherever you listen to podcasts as well as on the podcast website, DivorceDialogues.com. And I'm talking today with James McGlynn about divorce and Social Security. And James McGlynn, if if people have questions about Social Security in general or, or divorce and Social Security, how could they contact you and learn more?
1: Okay, I I do have a website. I own a company called Next Quarter Century, so the website is nextquartercentury.com, or you can just send me an email at at james@nextquartercentury.com. I have information about Social Security. I can do, I can actually do your Social Security analysis on there as well. I've got some blog articles I've written. I've written multiple articles on Social Security and divorce that are on my website there. And that'd be the easiest way. Or if you actually had to make a phone call, uh, you could call me at eight one seven six zero two eight eight five nine, and you could just send me a quick text, and I'd see if I could help you that way. So the, again, my website nextquartercentury dot com would be the easiest way to get get to me.
0: All right, that's great. So imagine you're a divorced person happily collecting on your ex-spouse's benefit, and they die. Does your benefit go away?
1: Actually, uh, it's it's one of the uh, hidden reasons why you definitely want to file uh, and get a spouse benefits on the ex. As as we mentioned the uh, in the former case of if someone's getting two thousand dollars and the spouse is getting one thousand, and that either one of those people die. Actually, in this case, it has to be the worker who dies. $2,000 will be the amount that the ex-spouse would be entitled to. So it behooves them to get that amount. Actually, if you're fortunate that your ex has waited till age 70, that amount might even increase and you'll be entitled to that higher amount on the ex. So I could imagine if someone files and gets spousal benefits and they're getting their their thousand dollars or what have you, and then twenty years later, they'll see their social security check double in amount. Oh, he must, that person must have died. Uh, so it's a uh, social security will. If if you're a spouse ex spouse, they will bump up your amount to the survivor benefit upon death because you're finally going to be linked to that. So the the spousal benefits think of it as usually half the amount, and the survivor benefit in most cases is at least double that amount. So it's a much more lucrative number to have.
0: Oh that's really interesting. So that there's a real benefit to you in having your ex spouse die. Because your yours would, well, would go up and, and that's true whether or not that person is, is married, if your former spouse then marries someone else, second spouse or, or third and, and or fourth, I guess in the case of Johnny Carson. Then right. <laughs> so then the surviving Actual current spouse of the deceased worker, and the ex-spouse, as long as the marriage is then over ten years, would be entitled to a bump up. Is that correct?
1: Yes, and, and I do have one very key fact to point out here. You know, this is also a, a marital type situation. So the, as, as we mentioned, you're entitled to spousal benefits if you're not currently remarried. Again, with a ten-year marriage. And then survivor benefits, it's actually even better for most people. Say you're divorced in your 50s, but you want to get remarried, and you're 59. If they're talking to me, I say, wait till you're age 60. So says, why would you do that? If you wait till you're age 60 and remarry, and the ex-spouse dies, even though you're currently remarried, you're entitled to survivor benefits on that former spouse. So if you remarry before age 60, you're not entitled to survivor benefits on the former
0: spouse. And that has to do with the age that you are at the time you get married at the second time? Yes. Wow.
1: So again, someone's married at age 20, divorced at age 30, and then later on in life, they get remarried at age 60 plus, they're entitled to survivor benefits on that first marriage at some point. And they could be happily married to, to someone else. So, the survivor benefits, again, it's a key trick. You want to wait till you're age 60 to get remarried. I'm not sure what rationale Social Security has, but I've counseled at least one person when they were thinking about getting remarried. They said, just wait a few months till you're age 60, and then you'll be able to have two lottery tickets on the survivor benefits on the current spouse and the former spouse.
0: You know, it's really interesting, James McGlynn, because, you know, this issue of what's called gray divorce or divorce for people over age 50 is is a real thing these days. And the divorce rate across the country is falling, except in this category of people, people over 50 getting divorced. And it's often thought of as being a really difficult, financially difficult situation. But it seems like there is life after divorce. And I can tell you from personal experience that there is. Uh, and you repartner, as so many people do, that this is a really interesting and, and important thing to understand about Social Security, because Social Security is its own animal. There's nothing that we can do in any state divorce court or in any marital separation or, or divorce agreement to change what we're talking about in the show. Is that your understanding that this is these benefits exist outside of the divorce and cannot be changed by by a state court or a divorce court or even by the people themselves.
1: I, I have heard just recently that uh, they can garnish your wages for child support from Social Security, but other than that, you can't say in the marriage you're not going to be entitled to Social Security benefits. You can't you know, declare that because Social Security's, you know, not going to obey that.
0: You can't wave it. Away. You can't sign it away, and you can't right. really do anything about it. And so therefore, they're not negotiated, not even discussed. And so it's important to understand as a divorcing person, regardless of what age you are, what your social security benefit is going to be and whether or not you're entitled to receive something from your ex-spouse. So let me just ask you that. Let's say you're collecting your own benefit. And you're happily collecting your own benefit. You've been married and divorced and your former, and the marriage was longer than 10 years. It's your former spouse's benefit is more than yours is and they pass away. You Can, can you switch from your benefit to the spousal share now that it's bumped up?
1: Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, that, that, that's why the, you know, I'm 61 and this is the sweet spot for talking about the Social Security because we mentioned the, um, you want to wait till you remarry until you're age 60 and actually I need to amend what I said about social security benefits. Social Security benefits can start as early as age sixty two. Survivor benefits can start as early as age sixty. So you know, they they make it a little easier to collect the survivor benefits. So yes, you if you're collecting your own retirement benefits and your ex passes away and because of his amount is now essentially doubled, you you can switch to that benefit or what they do in, in the Social Security land is if you might want to wait for your age 66 let your benefits you know continue what to grow and switch you we're out of time yes.
0: but it sounds like if, if anybody has any questions about this they should contact James McGlynn thank you so much it's been a pleasure
1: thank you Catherine